Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Sunday, January the 30th, 2022. It is currently 3.27 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church located right here in the middle of nowhere, Texas. We're currently outside. In fact, I was I was tempted, borrowing from last week's Bible study, I was tempted, I was enticed to just leave the front door of the church wide open as I do this episode. I really was, but I was afraid that the sounds of cars or dogs barking, something would, would mess up the the episode, or maybe it would just add a little bit of, you know, atmosphere to to the podcast. But the reason I wanted to leave the door wide open is it's currently 70 degrees outside. There's not a cloud in the sky. I don't even think the wind is blowing. It's just, it's, it's as close to perfect as perfect could be. And that comes from someone who doesn't even like being outside. That That is just, I, I mean, I, I got here to the church and I just left the door open. And I came back here to the to the back table where I do the uh, all the podcasts. And I just sat down and I just started working on things. I had my Bible open. I had my journal open. And I was just, I was just sitting here, you know, reading and writing. And, and all of a sudden I realized, wow, I've had the door open this entire time. Maybe I should just, maybe I should just go live. And, but I, I wanted, I want this to be professional. So I closed the front door, but I just want you to know it's beautiful outside. Yeah, I'm really rubbing that in because I know some of you, it's not so beautiful outside. My daughter lives in Boston and I think they're like, like a blizzard of historic proportions. I think they're close to 30 inches or above of snow. So some crazy number. Um, and I know lots of you, it's, it's not so beautiful. It's not so great. But no matter what the weather is, outside, you have the chance again, once again, another chance to spend the week studying God's word, which is in a a roundabout way that serves as a good allegory. It serves as a good illustration that no matter what is happening outside, no matter what is going on around you, no matter what is happening in your life, it's very important always to try to do your best each week to spend time studying God's word. And here's the reason why. You can spend all week focused on all of your circumstances. You can spend all week thinking about it, worrying about it, looking at it, analyzing, talking about it. You can just spend all week focused on that, or you can try to discipline yourself. And and I'm by no means minimizing whatever you're going through. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I'm using weather, but I'm saying it could be, you could be going through some very difficult situations in your life. And, and by no means am I minimizing it. But what I have learned in my life is all of the focus on it, thinking about it, worrying about it, anxiety, just being so preoccupied with it, discouraged by it, whatever the, whatever the emotions are, rarely does that add any solutions. Rarely does that fix anything. Rarely, rarely, rarely does that change anything. However, if you will spend time in the midst of that, focusing on God's word, studying God's word, focusing on memorizing scripture, meditating on scripture, on putting your focus on God, that can have a dramatic impact, maybe not on your situation, but how you handle yourself in the midst 
of that situation. If you heard the uh, the sermon from this morning, we, we dealt with uh, the, uh, the life of Joseph. Um, I really tried to get everyone to understand that concept that we have to have a God awareness in our life. And the only way to have a God awareness in your life where that, where you're so aware of God in every situation where, where you you see everything from a, a God perspective, or let me state it this way. You see everything from a theological perspective. In other words, theology becomes central to how you see everything. The very name of this podcast, which is what I attempt to do. I try to get you to see everything from a theological perspective. Look, you're going to, you're going to see everything from the perspective of your emotions, you're going to see everything from the perspective of your will or your wants, or you're going to be able to, or you're going to try to discipline yourself to see everything from the perspective of a God perspective, which is a theological perspective, because that's the study and knowledge of God. So if you'll spend time every week, no matter what's going on, focusing on actually studying scripture, then you'll find yourself in the midst of whatever you're going through having a very God-centered perspective, a God-first perspective, a God-focused perspective. So that's what we try to do with the Bible study exercises. So it's a new week, a new Bible study exercise, and I'm here to introduce the new week of study. I know it took me it took me five minutes to get to that, but I really, I think it's so important to see that, that yes, just from a, just using weather, you can look outside and go, man, it's, it's horrible out there. Or you can just turn around and focus on, well, I can't do anything about the weather. I'm going to focus on studying God's word. Now I can use that to, to bring in a bigger illustration. Typically when you're looking at all the problems in your life, sometimes there's very little you can do, but you can focus again on God's word. You can, you can develop that God first perspective a God-focused perspective. And the Bible study exercises are designed every single week to give you one passage of scripture that you spend all week reading and rereading and memorizing scripture and meditating. And in many cases, will give you a passage of scripture and obviously a subject to work on. And hopefully you find that to be beneficial. I, I just, and please, if there's anyone you know out there who's looking to really dig into the scriptures. It doesn't matter what their background is. doesn't even matter if they're a believer. If they're just interested in really digging into the scripture and understanding doctrine and theology, please tell them about the Bible study exercises. Even if they don't listen to anything else we do, um, hopefully they will find these exercises to be very beneficial. But are you ready? We have a lot to do this week. A lot, okay? This is going to be a busy week of study we, we really haven't even completed, completed last week's uh, course of study. We're going to probably, we're going to probably do some uh, additional broadcast for last week's Bible study exercise because we didn't really s- resolve everything there, but we're going to go ahead and introduce this week's study so that you will not be behind and you can get started as always. If you want to send me your homework, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. You can send it to me and then, and then, you know, we can, we can discuss it and talk about it. And of course you want to download the Bible memory app so that you can memorize scripture as well, because we got uh, two verses to memorize this week. All right. Are you ready? Here we go. The first thing we're going to do this week, before we get to the text, before we even get to the topic, 
We have been discussing now for a few weeks this idea of spiritual pitfalls. That in your life, as you're trying to live your Christian life, at any point in time, you can find yourself falling into a spiritual pitfall, right? You don't even see it coming, and then boom, there you are. You're in this pit. You're kind of trapped by it. You're impacted by it, and it has negative consequences on your life from a spiritual perspective, right? And we've been talking about that. If you have paid close attention to the Bible study curriculum that is available to you for free, if you would like it, just email me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com, and I will send you the link, and you have access to, well, the curriculum that I'm currently looking at. But if you go back and look at, in fact, if you go all the way back, let me see here. I am going to go back here. If you go all the way back to uh, Unit 2, Session 1, Unit 2, Session 1, and then you look forward, you'll see that every week they have focused on this idea of a pitfall. That's what they have done. We've introduced this early on. We've been talking about it and talking about it. So I want you to start this week. I want you to start your week of Bible study by writing the following pitfalls down. And all of these correspond to the curriculum. If you've been using the curriculum, you've seen this theme begin to be developed. You've seen this begin to emerge, and I want to now really get everyone to focus in on this. Again, spiritual pitfalls, those things that can be devastating for your spiritual life. The curriculum outlines and gives us a number of pitfalls, and I want you to write them down. There are seven. There are seven. Are you ready? Pitfall number one, the pitfall of betrayal, the pitfall of betrayal, being betrayed by someone. You can, you, it could be someone in your family. It could be a friend. It could be a coworker. It could be someone in your church. It could be anyone. You respect them. Maybe you even love them. Maybe you care for them. Maybe they're your friend. And the next thing you know, they betray you. They hurt you. That betrayal can be devastating to one's spiritual life. All right? So I want you to think of the pitfall of betrayal. All right? I want you to just think of it. And I want you to just, and for each one of these, I'm going to give you some very simple assignments. All right? These are very simple. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to write out a definition of betrayal. What is it to be betrayed? What is it? I know, I know you already have a basic idea. Just, just write out a definition of betrayal. Just, just identify it, define it. And then I want you to just write down how many, I'll just say three. Three scriptures that you think are very helpful in dealing with being betrayed. All right? Three passages of scripture that you think these are, these are good reminders when I am betrayed. Because look, you're going to be betrayed at some point. You're going to be, you're going to experience betrayal. If you don't think you are, you're living in denial because we live in a fallen world and you're a sinner and I'm a sinner. And because we are sinners, we have a tendency to betray people and hurt people. So what happens when that, when you step on that pitfall, that spiritual pitfall, you fall into the pit of betrayal. There you are in the pit. You have been betrayed. You've been wronged. Okay, what are three scriptures that would be very helpful in letting you crawl back out of that pit 
and be able to move in the right direction, spiritually speaking. Just the three scriptures. I want you to think about them. Email me what you come up with. If you're part of the Discord uh, discussion group, post them in there. Three verses that you're like, because here's the reason why. What you share, I may not have ever considered. And I can then share what you share with me. I can turn on the microphone and say, so-and-so from whatever state or from whatever country, they gave me these three verses. And I guarantee you, I will share it. And there'll be a lot of people going, wow, I never thought of that one. That's really good. Let me write that one down. So three verses that you think are very beneficial in dealing with betrayal. Number two, the spiritual pitfall of temptation. The spiritual pitfall of temptation. I don't really like calling it a a spiritual pitfall, but I I think of it this way. You You can be walking along, living your life, and all of a sudden a temptation shows up that you never... You weren't prepared for, you didn't see it coming, and all of a sudden you are in the pit that temptation brings you down. Now, just not just the temptation, obviously the temptation and then the giving in to the temptation, falling for the temptation. What do you do? So let's think of it this way. Three verses that would tell you how to handle betrayal, but this is very important. I want you, now this one, I'm going to have you write down six verses. All right. I know this is a lot of verses. I know you're like, man, this is going to be a busy week of Bible study. I know, but it, it won't. If everyone works together, even if you can't come up with the, the number that I give you, just give me whatever you can. You're like if I say three for betrayal and all you can come up with one, that's okay. You just send me your one. Because whenever I go through a list of scriptures about these things somewhere in the week, then you can fill in the rest that you're missing because someone else will, will help you out. All right. Okay. Everybody understand this? So three on betrayal. Now, this is very important. When it comes to temptation, three verses that you think are very helpful when you are facing temptation and three verses that you think are very helpful when you give in to temptation. Because let's just be honest. There's one thing we've clearly established. I know Christianity tries to preach it like you have the ability to never sin, but that's just a ridiculous idea. You're going to sin. So there's going to be times you need verses to help you. Like, okay, when I face temptation, what verse do I need to have, have in my mind? And when I fall into temptation, what verses do I need to have in mind? Three to two when you're dealing with, when you're facing or experiencing temptation, and three, when you've given in to it, all right? So three verses about betrayal. What do you do when you've been betrayed? Three verses when you're facing temptation, and three verses when you have fallen to temptation, all right? So spit, uh, spiritual pitfall, not spitfall, <laughs> spiritual pitfall of betrayal, three verses. Temptation, six verses. Three for when you're facing temptation, three when you have fallen. Next spiritual pitfall, the spiritual pitfall of injustice. The spiritual pitfall of injustice. I want you to write down, I want you to come up with three verses that deal with how to deal with injustice. Let's do it that way. Let's do it that way. We're, we're going to get into, uh, injustice is going to be a major focus this week. But for now, just three verses when you dealing with experiencing or seeing injustice. Right? Three verses. 
So betrayal, a spiritual pitfall, number one. Number two is the spiritual pitfall of temptation. Number three is the spiritual pitfall of injustice. And I want three verses and what to do when you experience injustice or witness injustice. Number four, hard times. Hard times. I want you to give me three scriptures that would help you in the midst of what we will call a hard time, a difficult time, a difficult season in your life, when you're going through a hard time. Sometimes someone will say, man, right now, I'm just, man, my family's going through such a difficult time or we're going through such a hard time. Okay, what would be three scriptures that would be very beneficial when, not not for you necessarily to run off and give to someone. Sometimes we're really quick to run to someone else and go, here's three verses in your hard time. But let's focus on ourselves. What would be three important verses to help you? Because sooner or later, hard times are coming in your life. I don't know when, don't know where, but trust me, if right now everything is smooth, be grateful. But I can tell you that it, it's on its way. It's on its way to your door. Hard times are coming. What are three verses to deal with it? Next, three verses to, to help you handle bitterness. Three verses that would help you handle bitterness. Bitterness is this next spiritual pitfall. So number one, Three verses when you've been betrayed. How do you handle betrayal? Next, three verses that help you deal with temptation. When you're facing temptation, three verses that you think are helpful. And then three verses when you fall into temptation. Number three, three verses that deal with injustice. That that when you've experienced injustice or you witness injustice. Number four, three verses that deal with hard times that, that are helpful when you're in the midst of hard times. Number five, three verses that deals with bitterness that helps you when you are experiencing bitterness. Number six, I think I said I have six. I have a total of seven here. I apologize. The next spiritual pitfall is one of guilt. Guilt. What do you do when you are experiencing an overwhelming sense of guilt? Three verses that talk about how to deal with an overwhelming sense of guilt. And then number seven, three verses that helps you deal with having a grudge. You have a grudge against someone. Three verses that would tell you how to help deal with the fact that you have a grudge against someone. All right. Now, I know I told you to look up the definition of betrayal. You can look up the definition of all of these if you need them to. But I want you to. And the reason these are spiritual pitfalls that are identified by the Bible study curriculum that we're using. Each lesson in the curriculum has talked about these spiritual pitfalls and they have provided a number of scriptures dealing with these issues. So even if you can't come up with them on your own, you probably can find them in the Bible study curriculum. If for some reason you're not using the Bible study curriculum, I can just help you out. All right, here you go. You ready? You can go to Google and type in Bible verses about betrayal. Number two, Bible verses about temptation. Number three, Bible verses about injustice. Number four, Bible verses about how to deal with hard times. Next, Bible verses about bitterness. Next, Bible verses about dealing with guilt. 
And next, Bible verses dealing with grudges. Now, some of the verses they provide may not be of any help. Some may be super helpful. You'll have to read through them. You're like, that sounds like work. Remember, the Bible study exercises are not designed for you to just sit on your couch with a bag of Doritos and a Dr. Pepper listening to me. The goal is to get you off the couch to the desk or table with a Bible, a notebook, a Bible dictionary, and other reference tools and actually be digging in, studying for yourself. Then by the end of the week, you've benefited greatly from that exercise. I mean, it's exercise. I mean, Bible study exercise, right? Sitting in your house, watching people exercise on your computer, phone, tablet, or TV doesn't benefit you any. You're like, wow, that, that, that was a good hour of exercise I watched. No, it, it, no, same with Bible study. It's good to listen to what everyone else has studied, but you need to be involved in the process. It's how you grow spiritually, right? Those are the spiritual pitfalls identified by the Bible study curriculum. I'm just taking all of them in, in this week of study saying, here you go. I'm, I'm handing the plate going, here's spiritual pitfalls. Now, what I want you to do is like, okay, betrayal, right? Do you know what betrayal is? Are you, I'm assuming you probably have a good idea. Now, what are some three verses to help you to deal with it? Temptation. Well, I know you know what that is, right? We've, 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 we gave a complete definition of temptation last week, correct? Three verses when you're facing temptation and three verses when you fall into temptation. And we'll be dealing with temptation a little more um, and uh, continuing the Bible study exercise from next week. So you're really going to get a lot of extra, you're going to get a lot of extra study this week, okay? Next, injustice. You pro- I mean, justice and injustice has talked a lot uh, in 2022. What do we, what's a Christian? What do we do when we see injustice? What do we do when we experience it? What does the Bible tell us to do? I, I think a lot of Christians have a lot of different ideas on how to handle injustice in 2022 that I don't know are necessarily biblical or theological because they're looking at things maybe not from a biblical perspective, but maybe from a political perspective. Next, hard times. What do you do when you face hard times? Five, bitterness. What happens when you experience bitterness? What are some Bible verses? Three, again, all of these are three verses other than temptation. You have a total of six. Guilt. Look, at some point in your Christian life, you're going to, look, even if you're not a Christian, there's going to be times you're going to experience guilt. What do you do with guilt? What are some Bible verses about guilt? Next, grudges. Look, there are people in churches who hold grudges against each other. There's times pastors hold grudges against the people in the, in, sitting in the pew. There's times people in the pew are holding grudges against the person standing behind the pulpit. There's times people in the pew are holding grudges against people sitting in the pew in front of them or behind them. What do we do with grudges? Very important, right? So that's how you're going to start your week. That's very simple. That's very straightforward, all right? Now, that's, that's kind of your, your big assignment. Now, I, I, when I say, I shouldn't even say a big assignment because it sounds much more difficult than it is. It's really straightforward, but I can't wait to see what people come up with. I can't. Now I know, now do not get offended. Do not get offended. If you send me some verses and I, and I email you back going, I don't know what that has to do with that subject. Don't get offended. 
uh, because if I, because my job is to go, I don't know if that verse really fits there. I don't know if that verse really applies to that. Don't get offended. You can email me back and go, well, I was thinking about it this way. And then I may say, well, based off the words used in the verse, based off the context, I don't think that works. My job is to try to guide you in the right direction, not just let you out there just randomly choosing verses that are, are, don't have any real connection to what you're, you're saying. And the key is not just to find verses, it's to find meaningful verses that will benefit you. Because look, I'm trying to, I'm trying to prepare you for the spiritual pitfalls that you will fall into. Now, memory verses. Two memory verses this week. Are you ready? The first one is Genesis 39, verse 21. Genesis 39, verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and he showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Now, if you were with us, if you listen to the sermon this morning, you can go back and listen to it uh, on the you know, on the podcast, it's it's available wherever you get your podcast on every podcast platform on earth. Dealing with Joseph and 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 the difficulties of life and the problems of life and and and, and I can't remember the exact name of it. I don't. I, I can. Well, you know what? I'm not worried about time here. Let me just uh, open up the app. I called it uh, Joseph uh, Joseph and the trials of life. All right. It's uh, you definitely go listen to that because uh, that that will fit in perfectly here. And you'll see why we're memorizing that verse this week. But Genesis 39, Genesis 39, uh, verse 21. That's the first verse you're going to memorize. Genesis 39, 21. I will be adding these to the Bible memory app. If you have not downloaded it, go, uh, go to your app store of choice, Bible memory app, download it, go to groups, Search for Theology Central, join the group. You use the app to memorize the scripture. It's a three-step process. And whenever you've got your phone and maybe you're just going to be just doing nothing on your phone, wasting time, you can open up the Bible memory app and work on memorizing a verse. Once again, it keeps you focused on God instead of focused on everything else going on in life, being distracted or just just not doing anything beneficial for your spiritual life, right? There's Genesis 39, 21, right? But the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. Just, I, I want to start preaching my sermon from this morning, oh, but I'm not going to do that right now. The second verse that we're going to memorize is Genesis 40, verse 23. Genesis chapter 40, verse 23. Yet... Did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him or forgot him, depending on your translation, all right? King James, forgot. I'm just going to say forgot him. Genesis 40, verse 23. I like the contrast of this. God is with Joseph, but he's in a horrible circumstance. He's in, a, he's in prison, but God is with him. But Joseph is in prison, but God is with him. Wait a, wait a minute, I'm in prison. You can either focus on the prison you're in or you can focus on God. You can either, and you can see the prison through the perspective of God being with you or you can just see the prison, all right? So uh, 
okay, well, there's a lot of other ways we could talk about that, but that's okay, all right? So the Lord was with him. But then what I love, that's Genesis 39, 21. And then Genesis 40, verse 23. If I said uh, 40, 21, I apologize. 39, 21, that's the first memory verse. And then chapter 40, verse 23. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forget him. God is with him. People forget him. People may forget you. Your situation may go from bad to worse. Your situation may go from hopeful to helpless. Your situation may go from bad to worse, but God is with you even though everyone else forgets you. Right? Those are the memory verses for this week. All right? So you're going to you're going to work on spiritual pitfalls. You're going to find verses for each spiritual pitfall. And then you're going to memorize Genesis 39, 21 and Genesis 40, verse 23 using the Bible memory app. It's free of charge. If you have any problem finding the Bible memory app, just email me newsif at yahoo.com and say, I can't find it. Guess what? I'll help you out, right? It's very simple. Bible memory app, Genesis 39, 21, Genesis 40, 23. I know those are not verses you typically would memorize. I know that. They're like, well, these are not the kind of verses I would typically memorize, but they are critical in this entire study that we have been doing here in Genesis 37 to Genesis 50. All right. Everybody got that? Now, spiritual pitfalls. Find all of those scriptures. Memorize Genesis 39, 21, Genesis 40, verse 23. Next, the text of scripture that you're going to spend your weekend, you're going to read it and read it and reread it and read it and read it and reread it and read it. Let me, let me just, just a basic Bible study principle, right? You can never interpret a text of scripture that you have not read at a, uh, that you have not read at least five times. That's the bare minimum. Unless you've read a passage at least five times. And I, when I mean read it, I mean you really, really, really reading it over and over and over. You're, well, put it this way. You can't even really actually study a text. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to state it this way. You can't study a text until you've at least read it five times. You cannot interpret a text until you've read it at a minimum of 15 times. I, I think that's a basic rule that you need to live by. You can't even, remember, Bible study is observation. Everybody thinks Bible study is interpretation. No, Bible study is observation. You can't study it your study is dependent upon your observation. You can't really study something until you've observed it and you observe it by reading it at a minimum of five times. Interpretation is all, the, the whole, everything on interpretation depends on how good your observation was. You can't interpret a text unless you've read it 15 times. It's what drives me crazy and doing a podcast or preaching is like as soon as you get done, someone will email you and go, well, I, I disagree. And you want to immediately stop and go, okay, how many times have you read the text? Well, two times. Okay, well, then we can't have a discussion because I need you to read it at a minimum of five times. And then instead of debating it, because if we're debating it, that means you've already already interpreted it. So the first thing we need to do is study it. Now, after we've studied it, then we need to interpret it, but we can't even interpret it until you've read it 15 times. Five for study, 15 for interpretation. That is just a rule that you should just, it's the five, five and 15 rule. Five times, five times for proper study, 
15 times for proper interpretation. Just never forget that rule. So much argument, arguments, so many debates about doctrine and theology would stop because you know why? Some people are not, some people will not do the work. They want to argue. They don't want to do the work. You've always got those people who want to just immediately argue about the text and, and argue. It's like, no, no. Instead of arguing, read. <laughs> Instead of arguing, read, observe, study, interpret. Observation, study using a Bible study method, which is really just observation, but you're reading it. That's your first level of observation. You're studying it. That's a second level of observation. Then you can move to interpretation, All right? But here's the text. You're going to be reading and reading and reading, hopefully at least five times this week. You ready? Genesis 39, 21 to 23, Genesis chapter 40, verses 4 through 8, and Genesis chapter 40, verses 20 to 23. All right. Genesis 39, 21 through 23, Genesis chapter 40, verses 4 through 8, and Genesis chapter 40, verses 20 through 23. I know it jumps around. If by any, for any reason you don't like that, you just add the verses that come before or after to your reading assignment this week, all right? But just read it and read it and read it and read it and just, just live in it. Just live within it, asking questions, thinking, meditating, discuss it with your family. Talk about it with a stranger. Hey, what are you doing this week? Well, I know you don't know me, but I need to talk to someone. I've been reading Genesis 39 and Genesis 40 this week, and man, you're not going to believe what I discovered. Just just talk about it as much. The more you talk about it, the, the I think the more you see. The more you read, the more you see. The more you discuss, the more you discover. The more you read, the more you see. The more you discuss, the more you discover. Sometimes trying to get people to discuss the text sometimes is, is, is like pulling a, a tooth, but there you go. You got to get people doing that. All right. You got one, one more assignment. Very simple this week. Very, very, I know this is all, this is the introductory message. This is the way this typically works. All right. Spiritual pitfalls. You got seven. Look up scriptures about each one. Temptation, you have six. Three scripture for each one. Temptation, six. I've already been through all of that. Memorize Genesis 39, 21 and memorize Genesis 40, 23. Those are simple, very simple verses to memorize. So that should not require much time. And then just read Genesis 39, 21 through 23, Genesis chapter 40, verses four through eight and Genesis chapter 40, verses 20 through 23. Just remember, if you're like, man, I'm gonna be busy this week. I'm not gonna have time to do a lot of reading. Download uh, the Blue Letter Bible app. It's absolutely free the Blue Letter Bible app, just uh, go to say, I don't want the interlinear, go to the Old Testament, type on Genesis, there's 39, tap on verse one, and just say, start King James narrated audio. Listen to chapter. Chapter 39. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. That's simple. All right. In fact, you can even set it to read the chapter to you seven times. 
right? And in Bible college and seminary, that's a common thing. You have to read it seven times before you can do anything else. I, I, I modify it to five because if I say seven, people are like, oh, you're out of your mind. But five times everyone can do it. But there you go. The Blue Letter Bible app. If you're too busy this week, just download the Blue Letter Bible app. It's absolutely free. You, you, go, you just go to the chapter that you want. All you do is just tap on the screen, like right here, verse one, just tap on the screen. It's going to bring up all of these, a menu, the interlinear, Bible comparison, cross-reference, text commentaries, audio, video, dictionaries, add a note, add a bookmark, share a verse, copy to clipboard, and it's going to say audio Bible. There you go. Um, that is an easy way to use it if you're busy this week. Okay, if you're busy this week, the more you live in the text, the more you'll understand the text, right? That's what I want you to do. Genesis 39, 21 through 23, 44 through 8, 20 through 23, all right? And then here's what you're going to start thinking about. You ready? I want you to write down on paper the word justice and the word injustice. And I want you to define each. What is justice what is injustice? I want you to use an English dictionary for justice and injustice. That, that'll be a simple, that'll take you like three minutes. And then if you have a Bible dictionary, if you have access to a Bible dictionary, look up justice and just summarize what the Bible dictionary has to say in regards to the topic of justice. Now, I know in 2022, if you hear justice, people immediately think of it from a political standpoint, right? Right? Oh, you're one of those social justice warriors or social justice. And that's not Bible. And that's not God. Calm down. Let's see what, why the Bible study curriculum mentions injustice this week. Why injustice is a spiritual pitfall. And let's get a biblical understanding of the term justice and injustice so that we can discuss. So many times what Christians have a tendency to do, the world will throw out a concept like justice or injustice. They'll throw out a word and we don't like the way they discuss it. And sometimes we don't respond from a biblical perspective. We respond from a cultural or political perspective. Don't respond to the culture from a political or cultural perspective. Respond to the culture from a biblical perspective. Oh, you want to talk about justice? Well, awesome. That's great. That's great. Where does justice arise from? Who defines what just is and what justice isn't? And how does one define injustice? And who decides what is injustice? That, that, it's awesome they want to talk about justice. Because if you talk about justice, it seems you're going to have to have a standard of justice. And that we believe that standard will be God. And that God defines what justice is. Right, but just write down justice, injustice. Look up what they mean in English. Then look up in a Bible. I don't think a Bible dictionary is going to mention anything about injustice. It will mention justice. It may speak about things that go against justice. And you can just see what the Bible dictionary has to say about justice. If you need help finding Bible dictionaries, they're available for free online. Or if you attend this church, well, there's Bible dictionaries in almost every pew. Okay, they're, they're all over the place. They're everywhere. Uh, so um, the next time you're here at the church, just grab a dictionary and look up justice because I'm looking at right here. Uh, justice. There you go. The practice of what is right and just. Just or judgment, KJV. KJV may not use the word justice. It may use the word judgment. 
There you go. See, I'm already getting you started. I'm doing half the work for you. All right? There's your Bible study for this week. You got a lot to do. You have to, I, I'm, I keep looking around the building like, does ever, looking for everyone to say, got it. You got, and there's, there's, no, there's no one here. No one has jumped into the chat uh, to say, hey, I don't understand. Or can you repeat those assignments? Probably because it's uh, four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and people are probably not listening. Okay. People are like, I listened to you this morning. I'm good. But if, but whenever you hear this, if you need me to repeat anything, email me newsif at yahoo.com and we will help you get started this week. Spiritual pitfalls, seven of them. Look up three scriptures each for each one. Temptation, you need six. You're going to memorize Genesis 39, 21 and Genesis 40, 23. The text is Genesis 39, 21 through 23, 44 through 8, 20 through 23. You're going to read, 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 read. You're going to live with those texts. Live with Joseph in the story. All right. And then the topics, justice and injustice. Look them up, define them, and then look it up in a Bible dictionary. And you've already looked up three scriptures about injustice, right? Because that was, oh, that was, see how that fits in perfectly? Yeah, that fits in perfectly. All right. I feel like I want to jump in and start teaching is what I want to do. I want to, I want to start teaching, but I can't, I can't do that right now. All right. I'm just going to stop. I've gotten, nobody's indicated that they're confused. So I'm going to stop right there. You can email me. News, I. F, that's the word news, the letter I for India, F for Frank, news if at yahoo.com. News if at yahoo.com. I know what you're saying, but the name of your podcast is Theology Central. You should create an email that's like Theology Central at yahoo.com. I, I could, but I've been using news if for like literally, it feels like 30 years. So why, why would I, I just, it just seems like, I, I, I just want, I don't want anyone to think I'm hiding behind a microphone. So since I've been using the same email address forever, it, people will hear those old podcasts and hear News IF and I don't want them to email me. And then I'm like, oh boy, I, I didn't see that comment. I, I just noticed the other day, there's, our, our podcast is everywhere, right? It's on every podcast platform. It's on music streaming services. It's on Pandora. It's on Spotify, Amazon. It's everywhere. Our podcasts are everywhere. And there's a podcast app called CastBox. Pretty cool podcast app, actually. And I looked on there and I'm like, whoa. Okay, people can add comments. And I'm like, whoa, there's some people here who, who didn't like something that I said and had some really negative things to say. And I didn't even realize it was there. Now, one of the things that frustrates me is like, Hey, I, I give my email. I've been giving the same email address for like 20 years. You can just email me, but someone will just post a comment on some plat on one, some podcasting platform. And then they, they don't know why I haven't responded. You do realize I can't, I can't every day go, okay, all right, let's start the day out. Okay. How many podcast out apps out there where people can post a comment? Let me go check every single place where people could post a comment and then try to respond. It's just People almost like, you're dodging me. You're scared. I'm not scared of anything. I didn't know you even posted anything. Email me. And every time I will say, and I'll say, well, I gave my email address. And then typically I'll get some response. Well, I didn't really care that much. Well, if you didn't care that much, why did you take the time to post a comment? 
But uh, yeah, so if, if, if you want to contact me directly, you really are that upset about something I've said, email me, newsif at yahoo.com. It, those on YouTube, I do try to check YouTube as much as possible. But if I don't respond to a comment there on YouTube, again, just email me, all right? Uh, because I, I you know, my, just remember my podcast is not just a, I know some people just like to put their podcast in two or three places. I've went with, my, my method is put it everywhere. Every platform on earth and on other planets. But I can't go check everyone. Like I, I was on, I looked at the Pandora thing. That I'm like, we've got what, 300 thumbs down? I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of people who don't like us. Uh, but, you know, I, that's great that they give me a thumbs down. I mean, if you do use us, if you do listen to us via Pandora, a thumbs up would be really appreciated. Okay, that would be greatly appreciated <laughs> instead of all the thumbs down. But um, it's just sometimes you're like, well, I can't even, what do, how do I, I can't. I can't respond to everything. So the email address, newsif is at yahoo.com, is because I'm not hiding. I will do my best. Now, sometimes you just have to look at an email and go, okay. <laughs> all, they, all they did was, you know, spend, you know, basically four paragraphs calling me every name in the book. And sometimes you've got to realize maybe that's not the best email to respond to. But I will respond to the best of my ability. All right, there you go. Have a great week of Bible study. A great week of Bible study. Um, we're just gonna, we're just gonna kind of see where things go this week. We, we've got a lot of different directions we can go. And that's what I love about doing the Bible study exercises is every study takes on its own unique character. And so you never really know where we're going to end up by the end of the week. And I love that because we're not bound to just like, we got to do it just the same way. No, we can change it up. And, uh, you, you, you kind of, you drive, you're the one, you know, driving the ship. You're the one driving the train because it, you tell me, well, I, what about this? Or what about that? Or I, or help me with this, or I need help with this. Then I just come back and I focus on helping you. Whoever emails, they're the one who controls everything. Just like this morning for Sunday school. We, we studied what we did for Sunday school because someone asked me to do that, to study the order of God's decrees and what are the different orders. Well, what is the Arminian order? What, what is the Amradian order? Okay, they asked me to do that. So that's why we did that. What, typically, the person who asks is the person who really gets the, uh, they get the special attention, <laughs> okay? That, that they, they get what they need. So that, that's the goal here, all right? So much more I want to say, but I'll stop right there. Newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great week. Remember, put spend some time. I look, I, I'm not saying that you're not going to be busy. I'm not going to say that you may be overwhelmed this week, but do whatever you can to focus on God so that you will have a God-focused perspective this week and not a, a perspective controlled by your circumstances. I think that's very important. All right, thanks for listening. I'll be back on the hair air. I'll be back on the hair. I'll be back on the air here shortly as we continue to do some live broadcasting right here from the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Thanks for listening. God bless.